All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Ryan Malone. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast with your host, Terry Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Regs? You started this men's league season off the same way you do every other one. No show. <laughs> Dude, I got my parents in town. Priorities. I, was, I, was I haven't seen him in three years. It's I know been a while. I know, while. dude. So it's been uh, it's been a fun week, but I had to make a choice. Spend some time with them. So hopefully, Understand. I can uh, make the next one. I, I'm thinking. You guys squeezed would, out a nice big win, though. Yeah, right? yeah, we did. We did. We got down three rip and uh, came back and ended up uh, winning. It was a decent game. That was back and forth a little bit, and then we kind of pulled away. Not because of me, for sure. I had a tough, I had a tough game. Yeah, didn't get much sleep over the weekend. Went up uh, with the rebels up to um, close to Boston there, and uh, had a tough night on Thursday. Oh yeah, came back big time uh, Friday night and won in overtime. There you Piece go. A really good team up there, Northeast. Nice bus ride home. No, no, I didn't sleep. Ah, that was well, the nice. issue. And then I get home by the time I settled, it's five a.m. and I've got to take Elvis to his game. Oh, dude. So, you got to no get, get some sleep enhancements there. Man. Maybe a little cure leaf. I didn't have any time to sleep. Yeah, I do. I should have had some cure leaf with me. 
Well, I definitely needed it. You definitely do. But it's a good thing. You step I'm used up to, your bus game. I, I'm. It's a good thing I'm used to not getting much sleep. Yeah. Because I was able to function. Well, you look good. But I. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I feel wor- uh, awful. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh. yeah, good good weekend. Um, Elvis had a couple games and uh, all that stuff. And you, I know you had a good week with your parents, and they're here for a couple more days. Yeah. Um. And we need to apologize, everyone. We 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 had some uh, difficulties with our uh, our guest from last week. He just ran into a, two days in a row. Um. So we apologize. We're gonna drop two this week, right? Yep. That's the plan. Nice. Today with Ryan Malone, and then Friday with uh, former captain of Flyers, Dave Poulin. Yes. Legendary dude, awesome yes. dude. You know him well. Yes. Um. So yeah, looking forward to to that and um. What do we got in the hockey world, Nast? Well, let's start with the Flyers. Yes. Um, Sam Urson uh, was sent down, and I, I'm, I'm, for all accounts, I believe it's to protect Felix Sandstrom because Urson uh, doesn't have to clear waivers. That's it. Would so, make a ton of sense. Yep. Yeah. So He's playing well. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's like, funny how that works, you know. It's, 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 well, I've seen this happen yeah. quite often. Yeah. It's just the nature of uh, managing the cap and, right. and managing a team. So. I, I thought they may just keep three, but it really doesn't do him any good because no, he's got to play, play games. He got to play games. Yeah. Hopefully, so. he goes down there and he plays the way he played here. Yeah. And, and gets lapping those guys going. Yep. And uh, Gator there, but um, some news that have kind of like died down now. Thank goodness. Uh, Which was probably hardly even really newsworthy. Right. But um, I probably should address it. Yep. Yeah, just address that real quick. Um, you know, he, he opted to not go out in warm ups. Um, Last week, uh, with the um, jerseys that were being worn yep. for uh, warm up, <clears throat> created an absolute shit show. In my opinion that could have all been avoided, but nonetheless, it wasn't. You know, you play devil's advocate. You do have your right to do what you want. Yeah. And the other sides are like, hey, just wear it for fifteen minutes. And yeah. And uh, even if you're not a total believer, um, or or whatever. Um, however you want to put it, I'm not really sure how, but uh, you know, it just sucks that it goes down that way and all the, you know, bad pub and goes along with it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think anytime you have some some stance that goes against other people's opinions, it's going to generate controversy. And um, you know, I respect him for for holding his line. You know, his belief, staying true to himself. You got to respect him for that. You know, whether you agree with his choice or not. Um, But, you know, it's obviously wasn't mandated by the league, right? It was encouraged. Um, You know, hockey is for everybody, as we know. Um, But, you know, once you start bringing politics into sports, it gets a little bit hairy. So um, NHL supported them, Torch supported them. um, And you you have to. Otherwise, you're forcing your players to take some version of a political stance. Uh, um, So... You know, yeah. To me, it wasn't newsworthy. He chose not to. Um, you know, I think they could have done it a better way. You know, obviously, um, but uh, maybe even just giving him a, a regular jersey to get out there. I, I don't really not sure what the, what yeah, the, what the play was know. there, but uh, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, love is love, and you know, I, I think he. We all believe that, but you know, I think once you start 
making making people or or you know forcing people or you know expecting people to wear a jersey or a flag or whatever you know it just kind of crosses that line you know you can you can support something respect something uh without celebrating it you know uh, yeah. in, in some way shape or form so he held his line you gotta you know i i respect his stance um however i i, I do support and respect uh, all people of all yeah. colors and races and genders and, and everything, you know, love is love. And, um, you know, it, it was never a matter of trying to create divide or hate. People would say, you know, hate right. this and that. Yeah. I, I don't think that was the case at all. It's not the vibe I got. Um, but um, it's not from his quotes and his comments right. either. Well, you know, and, he respected knowing him. Knowing him, knowing yeah. him he is not... He doesn't hate. Yeah. Like, that's that wasn't the case there. But yeah, it's a... It's a line that one someone's not going to be happy. Some are going to be happy. Exactly. It, it sucks that you know that has to happen. And you know, I had I have friends, you know, in that community, and and they're friends, and I love them. Right. Of course. And you know, I su- if I support them, that's yeah. fine. You know, and I, and they were coming, you know, asking me, well, what's his problem? I'm like, oh, I mean, it's you know, it's his choice, and it's not that he hates that. It's not that he hates that community. He's just chose not to do it and then you know i just feel like it could have maybe been handled a little bit it wasn't something that was a surprise yeah right that he probably wouldn't do that um in the end i hope it just doesn't i don't think it's going to cause any problems in there because i know they've talked about it yeah you know the players so it just is shitty situation yeah it had to come to that and like i said we love everybody of course we're lovers oh we are lovers we're lovers and you know i feel feel bad for the people that it maybe hurt yeah but you know like you said you have to respect his choice of what he did just like you should respect everyone else's choice of what they do 100 percent into a you know this big divide right exactly we need to come together respect everybody yeah we don't want to beat a dead horse here you know it's we wanted to to touch on it yeah i think the news has passed people are you know have moved on but uh, we haven't uh we haven't addressed it you know missing the pod last week so just wanted to bring that up yep uh what are we else we got here nast well torch took the ipad oh god thank thank the lord former coach yes um, thank the lord i feel like you should be able to use them in a certain situation I do think it's gotten out of control. Like even when I was still there, like oh, guys would totally. literally get off the ice and grab the iPad. Totally, you know. And then you're missing the game. Missing the game. You're not connecting like, to the present. Maybe if it's moment. a timeout and you grab it, nothing's being said to check something. But I, I think it's gotten a little out of control. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, if if they were there and used the right way, and I and I say the right way not taking away from the essence of the game. Like right. part of sitting on the bench is observing and participating in the game, even if you're sitting on the bench. It's not checking out what you look like on your last play. You can, I, I you, wish I could do that. Oh, I know. You could. I think I would like to I think you, see if how I look. How you looked on the bench. Anyway, yeah. yeah, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> but you, know, you said, maybe a TV timeout, if you're going over a, you know, a power play situation and you're, and you're trying to correct it, um, or you know, another little type of situation, or wait to the end of the period. Yeah. But to be using it during play, and, and again, not observing what's going on, not paying attention to the game itself, to me, is, it's lost the essence yeah. of participating in in the game, while, oh, right. even while you're on the bench. But um, 
and I, and I, while I was still coaching, these iPads came in. You were still, you know, obviously with the Flyers. Uh, and I, and I knew when I first saw that this is going to be a distraction. Right. This is going to, this is going to take away from guys being present. You talk about trying to get guys to focus and be in yeah. the game. Like, how can you be when you're watching an iPad? I, I wonder if Torch is the first coach to actually say, "Stay off those things." Like, oh, you know, you I know, love I've it. Never heard about it, but. I, I do get where where he's coming from. I yeah. really do. So. I do. Yeah. Again, if if they were used the right way and respected, again, you get into going into a shootout, maybe looking at some tendencies of a goalie or certain situations. Yeah. Well, usually you know, they maybe- bring that out. Like so, when I was still there, uh, Adam or or Vinny, the video coaches for the Flyers, would would come out with their goalie, the goals against, like how people score. Like, right. Exactly. Right? And guys would like kind of huddle around, and sometimes they would look at it before. Yeah. Whereas before the game, the goalie. They had an iPad, and he would watch all the shooters, what their players. Did. Yeah, so you can. And I see a ton idea. of value in that. But yeah. during the game, during the game like when you make a mistake and there's a broken up play, like you know who made a mistake, you know what went down. You don't yeah. have to, you know, go back to the bench and justify in that moment. Wait till the end of the period. Wait till the end of the game. You know, there's plenty of video. You're gonna see video all day long. Torch is really probably want. gonna tell you too. He's probably gonna tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah right. Exactly. Bench, right. You don't really need to. And see I think it. this is like a lot of insecurity in players, and you see this. They want to justify their mistake. They want to blame it on somebody yeah. or something. You know, just to make themselves feel a little better. But to me, you make a mistake, bad shift, bad turnover, whatever it is. Like put a period on the end of that shift. You know. You know, just shake it off. I Have a little power with your teammate, you know, and talk it through. I think that's more important than than in isolating yourself with an iPad. But uh, there's situations. You're right. You know, I mean, there's certain situations um, that you know that could be warranted. But right. to do that right away after every shift, I mean, to me, you've lost the essence of it. It's a distraction, and it takes away from the yeah. game. My opinion, anyways. Well, that's a true coach's answer there, Debo. Oh, like you hear the coach talking over here, bud? What are you drinking there, Nas? A little teasy. Oh, I like it. Uh, a little Too much caffeine just... this morning? Or? No, I didn't have enough. There you go. This is good, though. I thought it was decaffeinated. Did you know I'm an awesome dad? Yeah. <laughs> I do that. Elvis got me that. Oh, I love it. What else we got, Nas? Moving on. Um, yeah, Flyers have uh, stayed fairly hot, 8 of 12. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, kind of hanging around there. It's pissing some people off. They want the Bedard. Uh, I know, I you know. know ain't, but, um, ain't happening. And it, even even last night, I know you were at the game. Like, they fought back in that game. Yeah. They made it a game. Uh, just an unlucky goal. Kind yeah. of, you know, one you want to have back. But um, Yeah, I thought it was a really good game. Man. The, the fans got into it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, anytime you start off the game – Three Cobb in the yeah, first it's ten. Tough. It's tough to come back. You know there were some actually some nice goals by the Jets there. Yeah, um, hard to defend a couple Pretty of them, team. but um, but they you know they fought back. Back there was uh, you know some good you know some good flow to the game, but um, but you know come up short. But yeah. it was certainly a better game than the the previous home game against Chicago that I was at, which Ooh, was kind of a yeah. was kind of a sleeper. Um, but um, but overall, like you said, eight of the last twelve is certainly a lot better than. You know the early part of the season, they're trending in the right way. They're you know they're finding ways to win games. Um, you know, yeah, there's there's more of an uh, an essence there. You know, you mean yeah. you're, you're you're feeling some sort of substance there. I feel in these last few games. So nice to see. You know, yeah. guys are contributing. Yeah. They're working. Um, you know, you never say never, right? I mean, right. you see, you know, guys never finding know. ways to score goals. So we'll see how this continues to go the next few games, and hopefully, we can still squeeze out some wins and. Yeah, you know, keep that 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 culture, that energy alive here. Be nice, and mm-hmm. uh, our boy Hollywood Hayes, oh, yeah, uh, celebrate his six hundredth game. Yeah, a couple snipes last night. Yeah, Looking he's got good, right? uh, Goal five goals, line goals in three games. Yeah. I think. Um, I thought he was actually going to get the Hattie last night. Yeah, the game. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping for, but I, uh, yeah, nonetheless, I, finding ways to score goals. Yep. Right? I mean, 
Love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Love that guy. Um, other things going on in the league. Uh, Steven Stamkos. Not bad. Scored his 500th G. Not bad. Not bad. I remember Good him player. coming in when he was a, uh, I almost said freshman, when he was a rookie. Yeah. Um, Barry Merrill said he's not ready. Not ready, no. Not ready we'll to play him. yet. But nothing against Barry Merrill. I love Barry Merrill. But I just remember he was coaching there. I don't know if you remember that. He had oh, a yeah, quick sure. stint. And then, you know, he was he was done. But yep. uh, congrats to Stammers. A good dude, man. I've been able to work a little bit with him. Uh, did some Bauer stuff. Great guy, man. Yeah, he really, seems like really an absolute pro and, and solid human. So Yeah, he is. And uh, my boy Ryan Miller, Millsy. Oh, yeah. Had his number retired. No jersey retired in yeah. uh, Buffalo. Very well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Man, that guy was good. Yeah. We talked he about really the uh, run with Biz when I got the old triple-decker kicked in the dick. Oh, as yeah, right. Said. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, like, Millsy was on fire. Remember, I actually took a cab from the hotel, or the hotel, from the uh, airport to our hotel to the village um, when I got there, and I didn't really know him. I'd always said hi to him, you know, seeing him at the rink and stuff, but didn't really know him. And what a good dude! And man, was he good in that tournament! Wow. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, hell was. Goalie. He was. He just looked like he wasn't going to get score on the whole time. But it's confidence, Nast. Yep, I know it's confidence. Uh, but congrats to to Millsy, man! Great career. Just awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Awesome guy. And then uh, Bruce there went. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. I, I felt bad, man. It almost he made me cry. Blind, I know, man. dude, like, man. Come on, dude. You talk You're about rich. a guy that's like, boy, I know, right? But, you know, his heart is fully I, invested I, in the I game. Know, it's got to be tough no matter how much money you make, you know, especially for the way they dragged uh, dragged it out. Yeah. And, um you know, we'd heard through the grapevine. We're not sure how true it is, so let's not uh, get this thing, you know, taken out of context here. But we had heard that a talk had actually made, made an agreement with the with the Canucks around Christmas time, yeah. and that there was a, a contractual issue with TNT, you know, giving him having given him four weeks right. to pull the plug. So they were extending Bruce's stay, knowing the talk was coming in, but he had to wait that you know that four that's, weeks, which is hard. which is crazy. And if that's yeah. true, um, that, yeah, then true. then they probably should have brought. Uh, Mike Yo in for the interim head coaching position there for 30 days or whatever, and yeah. then, and then um, however that panned out after, obviously talk comes in. Yozi stays. Yeah, he brings in two other assistants, uh, Adam Foot and Sergey Gonchar. But uh, there could, there could have been a better way to handle that because everyone's sitting back. Like I'm sitting here with my parents, and every day is like, why, why is he not getting fired? Yeah, you know what's going on here. Um, but, I think Debo had something to do with that. He's yeah. a Vancouver fan. Well, how many Vancouver fans are from here? Not many. Not many. No. Debo, though. Yeah. He has the inside scoop. That's where we got our scoops from, <laughs> yeah. everyone. Um, no, but, yeah, you're right. Like, if that is true, that would have been a tough month, you yeah. know, like. Um, but congrats to talk, love. Yeah. Uh, Friend yeah. of the show. Good a- man. Known him. Fuck a long time and tough situation to to hop into, though. Yeah. You know, um, I-, I would imagine when you take a job like that, probably off the record, like, hey. Like you gotta give me a couple of years here, yeah, or, well, for or sure. whatever it is, for know, sure, whatever it may be. But Talk's got that way of um, and I think the players loved Bruce. Yeah, like, I've never heard a player say they didn't like that man. I agree. Um, just you know whatever. But uh, Talk has a way of getting guys going, and he's a real players coach from you know the guys that we've seen totally. or talked to that have played with him, and um, yeah. So I'm glad Yozy got to stay too because Yozy's a good man. Yeah, hundred percent. I was I like him a happy lot, to so. see that. But anytime there's a new coach, a new voice, you know, 
it, yeah. it, it shifts, you it know, does. it shifts, whether it's going to be a, a permanent shift for this year or not, you know, it will be to be seen. But, uh, you know, generally there's a, you know, an increase of energy the first few games, right? Yeah. Guys are playing a little bit differently and a little bit harder. Um, but I, I think obviously they, they need to upgrade the team there, obviously, to have yeah, any sort of sustained sure. success. But um, nice to see talk get back in the coaching probably uh it's probably a tough one for him to leave that nice cushy tnt gig with biz and, like and the fun. crew yeah i know probably right can't seem like work either, no you know like but when you're a coach and you know you know you have an opportunity to get back in the game if he turned that job down i'm sure he would never get another head coaching right. job yeah, he's such a competitive guy yeah um i actually texted with him last night and he's he's pumped oh he's yeah pumped, i bet so that's awesome not a bad spot to be that's right Coove. What else we got now? Uh, only thing I just got to say, you, you watch the Bruins play. Do these guys lose? Oh my gosh, insane! It's insane. If they stay God. healthy, man, I don't see anybody beating these guys. But see, like I almost wonder, do you want to be this good all year? And then it just never seems to work out. Where a President's Trophy team, you're right. I know it has happened. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, can you sustain that momentum? Man, they're good. Yeah, they're good, man. They're, they're good. God, Relentless. And, and congrats to, we've said it before, but Jim Montgomery, man. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone thought they would be where they are. No, I don't and, think so. You know, but, but hell anyway, of a team. Hell of a team. Oh fun to watch. They're fun to watch. Yeah, too, exactly. Man. Uh, McAvoy Pete. scored a goal yesterday. Maybe Baller will throw it up. Maybe he already did. Actually, you think you did actually throw it up. That's where I saw it. But oh, look like you. And oh, it's a little toe yeah. Drag. Right. <laughs> soft but, nets. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. soft it happens. Nets. I was telling your dad and your mom about that. Hell, the guys go like, I can't believe how good Riles is. I'm like, well, it wasn't the movie Goon where they pushed him out and <laughs> yeah, skate. Yeah, and, like, and figure skates. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, he actually played junior yeah. hockey and everything else. Like, yeah. it's funny, but. Uh, yeah, it wasn't always uh, a plug, um, but. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, that's about, that's about the roundup, just, um, you know, with other teams and stuff, but. Getting exciting, getting closer to the de- the, the trade yep. know, deadline and all that. So lots of stuff could happen. So oh yeah, it'll be some really for interesting sure. in the National Hockey League. Oh yeah, always is. And nasty, you know, we're creeping on February fifteenth. Are you ready though, dude? I've been ready for uh, okay. since the summertime. You better be ready. I Joe messaged me the other day. He goes, I keep hearing you guys talk about the Roxy on the show. Oh and I yeah, said, bro, you're in. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a great trip. Going to Seattle, Sierra Boy Hack. Now we're going to get to see Talk. Oh, yeah. In uh, That'd Vancouver. Be awesome. Hopefully we can get uh, some sound bites from uh, both of them. It'd be and nice. And definitely get uh, Dave on the – try to get Dave Haxall on the show when he when he comes to town the next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that'd be um, nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, man. So I can't wait for this trip. They they do it. It's not even close. No one's close to fans of Philly and uh, – I can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to it. Like I said, my bags have been packed since summertime. Ready <laughs> well, to go. All you takes a backpack, and pff, dude. I'm ready to go. You travel lighter than anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> well, in my life. it's been packed. Right. My one shirt and one pair of pants has been <laughs> locked and loaded. <laughs> so we're ready to go now. But you'll have five pair of those socks because you have about twenty. Oh yeah, you know, obviously we're in the hemp socks. The hempsies. Yeah, all right. You gotta you gotta upgrade your socks. Oh no no no, man! I'm feeling lucky. Boys. Oh yeah, you're always Woo! lucky, Nast. Feeling lucky today. Yeah, <laughs> I probably won't get lucky, but I'm feeling it. Well, you look it. Thanks. Ready to rock your Nast? Let's do it. Episode one oh two with our boy. 
Ryan Malone. Bugsy. Bugsy. Presented to you by Cureleaf. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Google Cureleaf PA or stop by one of their 18 locations across the Commonwealth or visit cureleaf.com forward slash locations. Nasty. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we are so fortunate to have a good buddy of mine, one of my favorite guys. Didn't ever have him on a team team like for a year, but got to work with him with Team USA, one of my favorite guys ever. Former fourth-round pick for the Pittsburgh Penguins, number 115 if you're keeping track of that. (laughs) And the first young man from Pittsburgh to wear the jersey. Mr. Ryan Malone, we like to call you Bugsy, baby. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, oh, appreciate man. you carving out the time. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. See, no worries. I put the the blue the blue jersey behind me, so not too many Philly fans <laughs> get mad at me right away for black. <laughs> right. Man, I is, we were just it runs deep. It runs deep. <laughs> yeah, man. I know that's it's amazing. We were actually talking about that before you 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 jumped on with us, but then I saw that Jersey. I'm like, man, what, which Jersey is that? That's his dad's Jersey. That's so yeah, cool. It looks man. fresh too. They only did that one year. You said, uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah. It's uh, a collector's item. I was lucky enough to obviously have my dad play there and um, put it up there. I think his gloves there. You can see in the corner as well. Yeah. Yeah. Year. Pretty cool. That's and awesome. then this little, uh, I guess this picture right here is pretty cool. Uh, we both won uh, the player's player award. Um, oh, no team. way. Yeah, I was in 07, 08, and he was uh, back in 79 for the guys That's kind of old on, whatever that is. So I thought that was pretty pretty special yeah. part of that. That's amazing, man. Yeah, that jersey, cool. that would be a great retro jersey. No kidding, right? You know, you throw that, that one back. in there. That's sick. Talk to tags. So what you... tags on yeah, I know, yeah, tags, right? right? <laughs> I know. I got to get on tags. Basically, I, I, I was going to say the outdoor jerseys look dirty. I, I liked uh, what they did yeah. there. That was really cool. Yeah. I thought so too. I was gonna say though, Tags has to run that by Hexy. Hexy's Hexy likes having a little. He likes to know what's going on with the jerseys because when we had that, uh, the jerseys a few years ago that had the beige in them. Oh yeah, he, he was not like a that. fan. He was like, wear those as little as possible. Uh, but everyone loved them because they're different. Yeah, you know, right. anytime you get something different, people are gonna buy it. So, but that that would be sick. Tags, get on it, man. Come on. Tags, yeah, I didn't know uh, Hexy too was actually from Pittsburgh originally yeah yeah that's house. right yeah yeah that's cool I he, that. um, i didn't know that was, either i thought he was a manitoba boy Ru- well rutherford well his dad played there that's right and uh rutherford he grew up like that was his guy uh he looked up to him a lot uh, i think he has one of his masks or something I okay yeah but anyway yeah it's funny he ends up in pittsburgh we never thought he would yeah, you know, right? like it's being, you know, playing for the Flyers for so long. And it's, it's, it's almost weird seeing him in the, you know, in his zip up or something, but um, they're doing a good job there. So that's no cool. He gotta, he, he's there. So what have you been up to there, Bugsy? What's, uh, what's cooking in your world? Yeah, just um, a little bit chasing kids around mostly at uh, twin girls that are three now down here in Florida. I got my older boys uh, back in Minnesota. So, Trying to do the best uh, dad I can and um, got involved with the alumni recently, which has been really exciting. Uh, I think I found more of my purpose there. 
um, and kind of just kind of uh, reaching out to guys and seeing how we can help structure the alumni associations in, in every state to kind of just make sure we're on the same page. Everyone's getting that, you know, information and um, it's been really exciting to be part of. Nice. It's important yeah. work because as we know, the, the alumni you know, across the board need some sort of reforming. You know, we've talked a little bit about this in the, in the last few weeks. Uh, you're also doing some stuff with the Pittsburgh Penguins Warriors team. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we, uh, my dad and I, we started a foundation, the Malone Family Foundation. And our first event was to help the Pittsburgh Warriors kind of start their uh, Disabled Veterans Hockey League in Pittsburgh. Um, so that's been exciting. We got some exciting plans uh, this, this year coming up to help continue that support for veterans um you know provide access to the game for everyone and i think as we know especially when we leave the game we all end up in the beer league at, at some point and uh <laughs> yeah, right. so, many, so many values uh that you can pass on and realize it's just not you know the the one goal is to, to make it to the nhl I, I understand that's everyone's hope and dream but unfortunately only one percent of the, the people can do yeah. that and but uh to have that uh locker room atmosphere, you know, camaraderie with guys and girls and um, that little safe haven where everyone can kind of go be themselves and lean on each other in a time of need, I think is just uh, beautiful. You guys have done a great job there in Philadelphia as well, supporting the Warrior program and realize that, I mean, that's what it's all about is, uh, you know, having a place to go and feel comfortable and, and, and learn something new. So what's exciting is some of the, you know, Warriors have never played hockey before. So just to have that opportunity, get them some gear get them some skating lessons, get them some ice time, and then, uh, you know, teach them the game of hockey. But ultimately, it's, you know, their therapy, and they all are those like-minded individuals where we all can lean on each other. And I don't even think it's just for the players, it's for the wives as well. It's the whole yeah. the whole package for everyone to just know you're not alone. And I think that's uh, a big, you know, stigma back in the day. I think, um, you know, break the ice. I know the Penguins are involved with that mentality of it's okay to not be okay and, um, you know, back in the day, you're considered weak uh, for asking for help and all these things. And now you realize um, it's OK to to have that mentality. And if you're in trouble, it's OK to speak up. And um, we're all we're all human beings. We're all going through going through something. So let's uh, help each other out instead of, you know, put each other down. Yeah. Yeah. No, so good true. point there. You know, it's like you said, like the stigma was once it was a sign of weakness and now it's, it's, it's a sign of strength, you know, you know, asking for help is, is important because if you keep quiet, you're, you know, you're never going to get any help. And that's what we see with these, a lot of these guys we work with, with the Warriors too. I mean, it's a, like you said, a sense of community. It's like that, that, that locker room, that, that group type mentality that are used to just like we are. Right. I mean, we're used to that locker room, you know, be, bouncing stuff off the guys and how important that is. Like you said, it's therapy. So it's nice to see you getting involved in that because it's yeah. important work. And, and as you mentioned, too, all roads do lead to, lead to the beer league, you know, and uh, it's it's nice to play with these guys. We played in a couple of tournaments with them, played some, you know, pickup games with them. And uh, it's nice to see them connect to something because, you know, outside of this program, a lot of these guys wouldn't have a whole lot. So a lot of, a lot of important work there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, honestly, it's really I think it's a really uh, an opportunity even for alumni um, possibly to get involved in each, uh, you know, wherever you might be, because it seems like there's a lot of warrior programs around. So I know I put it at the, the bug in Glen's ear. I'm sure you guys, uh, you know, it, it helps both ways as well. You know, I, it's kind of hard always asking guys uh, for something, but I think when you mentioned the word veteran, 
most guys stand up and are very easy uh, to help out and understand the freedom um, isn't free and uh, the game we play is a privilege. Uh, so really to repay them, you know, I feel it's kind of our, our duty to help them out any way we can. So it's been, it's been uh, overwhelming with the support and everything uh, that we're getting there in Pittsburgh. And it's, uh, it's just been very humbling. Yeah, no doubt. And you mentioned the word purpose earlier. And I think, you know, to your last point there, I think it, it is important for the alumni to get involved in this because as we've seen, and I'm sure you've seen too, is when guys retire, they struggle with a lack of purpose, like where to invest their energy and, and focus. And, you know, I, I believe that, you know, helping people out is a huge place to start, whatever that looks like. But you know, obviously a program like that, you mentioned freedom isn't free and supporting the veterans. Veterans seems to be like a good place to start, especially in the hockey community. So I think uh, it's a win-win, you know, these guys love hockey players and, you know, obviously the guys love the, the support of the veterans, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of this sure. mutual uh, dichotomy. So um important stuff I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're getting involved in that because i think this this program continues to expand across the NHL every year yeah and will continue to grow i think the flyers warriors here have four teams four now? teams a hundred guys yeah, four teams now they just incredible. keep getting more coming in I, it's awesome yeah i mean i even think i saw one warrior did he end up signing like a minor pro contract or? he did yeah yeah phil. Yeah, yeah phil our yeah, boy phil foster phil. yeah he got a yeah. couple screws loose up there <laughs> he might have may not have gotten banned from uh the checking for charity oh yeah <laughs> right we should bring that up never yeah. mind never mind <laughs> right. never mind but yeah you know what's funny bugsy we, uh we we get to spend quite a bit of time with these guys and uh they're on all of them all and gals um awesome people and the one thing I noticed is like you mentioned a minute ago is, is things guys miss. Like even me just being an equipment guy was like, you miss being in the room with the boys and chirping. And you know, these guys are ruthless, man. Like, <laughs> like the worst chirps. Like you're like, Whoa, like I don't, that's like, you might cross the line there. But they, <laughs> yeah, right. they don't. And it's hilarious. They just give it to each other. I mean, we played in a tournament with them a couple summers ago and, Man, they are they're literally ruthless. Man. Oh, yeah. It was hardcore. <laughs> I thought I was back to my playing days. Yeah, like, no. Oh, man. But uh, great, great guys. And it, it is, like Riley said, it's awesome you're, uh, you're getting involved with that because it's very important. Yeah. 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 Like you said, I think we all have a, a screw loose or we're all, you know, built. <laughs> yeah. <little bit>. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's the truth. We kind of all keep us together, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. So, yeah. Let's go. Let's jump into your career a little bit there, Bugsy. Uh, obviously, Matt Nasty mentioned you being drafted uh, to Pittsburgh from Pittsburgh, which is, uh, you know, uh, must have been a pretty cool experience. Maybe start there. I mean, what was that like? That was, uh, man, I don't even know how to put that in the words because um, I think a lot of people don't know after my dad got done playing, then he became a scout there in Pittsburgh. Um, and he ended up, he was the head scout drafting guys from Yager all the way up to Sid and Flurry and all these guys. Wow. Unfortunately, I always make the joke he drafted Biz and Wit as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> they still, they still they actually in Merley too. All those that whole that whole yeah. crew of guys in the army, and it uh, it all worked out for everybody. But um, honestly, I, I just remember being a kid around the, the dressing room in those days, and um, you know, Yags was eighteen. Yet, you, you know, Trotz was in there. I just remember everyone just joking, having so much fun, pulling pranks on each other, and my dad. Uh, played in Hartford. I remember Ron Francis throwing my brother into like the dirty laundry bin, you know, and then <laughs> he was like my favorite player uh, yeah. coming back to Pittsburgh. But 
um, being in the rink and kind of seeing that side and in, in that old Civic Arena, I remember honestly rollerblading around, playing hide and go seek with Craig Patrick and his kids and Eddie Johnson and uh, his boy Joe were, were all the same age growing up there. So it was uh, it was awesome. Our playground was at Civic Arena, and these seats are actually from uh, that that rink when they were, were oh, tearing wow. it. Down. I was going to ask uh, you that. Yeah. So, I mean, I in the early 90s, I remember, you know, being a fan. I was 13 with the, you know, Let's Go Pens and the Jaws posters uh, going crazy as a fan. And then um, there's even a picture of me, Mario, and my brother on the back of the bus on the way to the Stanley Cup, you know, parade. Oh, wow. How back. cool is that? I, I mean, in, you know, maybe that's why I never won the Stanley Cup. So, I, got, I actually touched it back then. <laughs> you cursed yourself. <laughs> I never thought <laughs> I never thought I'd make it to the NHL. You know, my dad um, never put any pressure on it. He always asked out my, you know, after my games, did you have fun? I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, what do you think about this? He's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, it was about just really having fun. So I, I think he thought there's no way you're, you're going to make it, you know, because <laughs> chances are uh, not good. There's so many more values to be taught. And um, him and my mom, it was kind of like, you know, the janitor or the, or the president of the school, they're all, they're all equal and you should treat everyone the same. So that, that character has always kind of stuck uh, with us. And um, I went on to say, and when I was about 15. My dad was like, you want to, you know, try hockey and take it some more seriously and go up to this camp. Herb Brooks and Chuck Rillo started there in uh, Minnesota with JP Parisi, um, Minnesota hockey camps. And uh, I went up there for six weeks and it was, I enjoyed every second, but I, I remember not even being able to walk upstairs or sitting on the toilets or jumping over tire, tires. And, you know, it was, it was crazy, kind of more military-style training. But um, I loved every second uh, that I went and really fell in love with the game. And um, at the end of the day, even when I was at St. Even after I got drafted, I understood that there was a lot of work to go. Um, my dad would always say, look how many first-rounders get drafted, right, and still – don't pan out. So, I mean, he's, that's just the beginning of the work and um, just kind of put my time in. And when I was at school at St. Cloud, uh, a few of my buddies signed contracts and then I saw them play on TV and I'm like, Oh geez, maybe I can play. Yeah. <laughs> I right. realized, Oh, maybe there is a chance there. And uh, I think the stars aligned the, the one year coming into camp, uh, you know, they're kind of rebuilding a little bit and uh honestly leaving school I was like well either way I'm going to play in Wilkes-Barre or Pittsburgh and I'm like so I get to say hockey's my job now I just thought that was like the best thing uh no matter where I, I fell I just knew hockey uh was uh something I loved and I, I got uh, lucky enough to you know make the team that year and uh it was just just it was just a wow moment you know you get to pull on the sweater for real um and being from Pittsburgh you know those colors uh, mean everything. So it's, uh, it was so special to, to put that Jersey on and kind of represent the city that way. Nice. And you didn't waste any time your first year. I mean, I think yeah, 22 snipes, uh, you know, hell of yeah. a season, uh, before the lockout year. I mean, rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, well, you were all, you know, rookie all-star yeah, yep. 2004 there, but, um, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive to come into the NHL and, and perform like that. Um, as you mentioned, maybe they were in a rebuild, but, um, nonetheless, you know, it's, it's no coincidence that you yeah, poured in the sure. work and, and had success. 
So props to you for that. Yeah, I know. I, I got a question, Bugsy, before you before you got there. So you're you're in St. Cloud uh, State for college. This guy's got that smile oh, like yeah. Neil Little. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's got that smile and like Uppy has it too, where yeah. you could smile at a girl and say anything you want, where I'd get smacked. If I said something, this guy's got that. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah. He's got that look. But but Jeez. I got to ask you, you're going in as a freshman, dude. You must have just been cleaning up because <laughs> I know you well enough. I don't mean – I just mean like, dude, the chicks must have been digging this guy. First of all, he's playing hockey, big guy, but he's just – look at the smile he's got. He's like, know, it's he, contagious. I've seen Lynn oh, say yeah. some of the most outrageous things and girls just giggle. And then someone else said they get popped in the face. I was uh, lucky. My dad, uh, you know, it's, it's um, I don't even know. It's probably not even appropriate to say on air. But, uh, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> you know, it's the hunt that, that'll kill you late night trying just uh, if you want to grow girls, which isn't the way to go. But as a young kid, you kind of figure your own self out. But ultimately, yeah. um, if you still treat them with respect and open the doors and a gentleman, um, you know, treat them right. Uh, that's all you can do. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Good. I had to throw that advice. in there. Cause I just like, man, he's school for four years. Oh my God. But anyway, yeah, um, when you, when you go to college though. It's like crazy. You have co-ed dorms and showers. It's like, Oh yeah. That's, that's <laughs> that's amazing. Like, Why are these guys going to major junior? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Van Wilder, you stay in, stay in school. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> Everyone's the same age, which, which you don't really realize until you leave school and you kind of go back in that real world. You're not seeing everybody your age and doing things like that. But, um, yeah, St. Cloud was a, a great group of guys. Uh, man, we just had uh, the best time there. And uh, it was so fun, you know, ultimately. And and looking back, I remember choosing that school just because it was more of a, of a blue-collar school. Their weight room was kind of a piece of shit compared to, like, the University of Minnesota or Michigan, Michigan State, BCBU. I was like, Dad, look at all these like Wisconsin. Like they have nicer stuff than the Penguins. Like how? <laughs> <laughs> like I just it was, it was crazy. Uh, remember going on those visits and realizing like, man, the Penguins just have this little you know this little yeah. like character building as well. So, but yeah, St. Cloud was special, and you know, same thing. It's all about the character there that. The blue collar, I, I like that mentality. So it was fun to pull together with those guys. And have a, we had four uh, great years. We never got over the hurdle, but we were always nationally ranked and, and had a great time. So it was uh, time to be cherished, that's for sure. Yeah. That, I nice. That. Wow. Uh, but like like Riley said, you did jump right into the to the league and, and I had a great year. So you end up playing there three years, I believe, and uh, you got traded to Tampa. Play with a few of our buddies, yeah. While he was there, yeah. Well, before you moved on to Tampa, you got to get a, the opportunity to play on a line with Crosby and oh, yeah. uh, Rex. That's right. How was that? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was great. I think that first year I was working the half wall, and then Mario came back, and then they like they stacked the team with like Paul Fee, Leclaire, and we were going for it um, when we got Sid. And um, I just remember from that Minnesota hockey camps is like, okay, you got to have a backup game. You know, if you're you know, a 50 goal scorer in juniors, if you want to get to the next level, you might have to be a, a checker, right. To be on that team. You're not, so you have to have kind of different tools in the toolbox. And that's something I always uh, remembered from uh, Chuck and Herbie uh, just teaching me to have that backup game. So 
my dad, you know, myself, like, well, where am I going to play? I better learn to, uh, to fight a little bit and uh, get in front of the net and get into those dirty areas. Uh, so it kind of just to get on the ice with those guys was great. And, um, you know, to think at that level and break the game down, uh, it was just uh, it was just a pleasure to be around and have the opportunity to play with them. And uh, it was so exciting. Even uh, playing with Mario there was uh, a dream come true. Um, sure was crazy you know and then then you get to know him more as a a person and a friend and you, you join the hearts hearts game back in the day they're like oh you want to play hearts and like i used to play on the computer so i'm like, oh sure they bring me back to the the plane and mario mario knows every card like you're holding you know they're counting the cards you know i'm like you know just paying for lessons each week yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right all right well this is like you know a different game <laughs> So it was, uh, yeah, it just took it to a whole new level the way those guys process information and how they uh, handle themselves. But uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. And as you know, Sid, I mean, till this day, still hardest working guy. I mean, you can't have a better leader that uh, gets it, you know, really. And we keep talking about this character; it keeps coming up. Is he understands a person even in Wilkesbury that might be up and down might be the key piece. To helping them get over the hump in the playoffs because you, you you need everybody and everyone should be treated the same and i think that uh, speaks volumes to those great leaders spammers another great example of that those guys have been around and you see their character and how they treat people um that's what it's all about and sometimes i think parents especially with, with their kids you know it's just shame <laughs> it's a shame yeah. sometimes what these parents put their kids in they're like oh you have to score this amount of goals and that's what i'm like okay well we have 20 guys on the team. Everyone's not going to score a goal today. What else can you do to be a good teammate, right? Maybe block a shot, have a good line change, get off the ice, you know, in you know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. What else can you do to help score goals? I think that, uh, you know, plays out to all that, those character and the little things that add up to, you know, winning at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. You, know, you just yeah you just mentioned uh stammer we were going to talk about stammer uh, he scored his 500th goal the other day um shoot the puck pretty well yeah <laughs> not bad <laughs> yeah he, he was another i was very fortunate i remember well leaving pittsburgh was a very hard decision but i thought hosa hosa was going to sign there for sure and uh, they end up trading uh, i think me gary roberts and rex to tampa were our rights and um it was a good fit. We had oh, Vinny and Marty were already there, and then Stammer coming in. So I hopefully I knew I'd be able to play with uh, one of those one of those two centermen. And I remember Barry Melrose and the whole thing was like seeing Stamkos, and they were treating him like the next Michael Jordan. You know, <laughs> just this baby faced eighteen year old <clears throat> kid with a lot of pressure on him. And uh, it was it's great to see him have this amazing career and overcome those injuries. And it just speaks to their their character. These guys that have had this amazing success you know it's uh pretty awesome to see yeah no doubt and uh you know i meant nasty mentioned a couple guys we uh you know we well i landed up playing with the nasty had here with the flyers uh you know steve downey we actually talked about him a couple weeks ago todd fedoric simone gagne yeah you know, who else I mean, is antero nidamaki uh oh yeah <laughs> some uh, nitty. nitty yeah what one time uh Bugsy, we'd come in and you and you guys had an optional skate and uh, God, I always forget the name. Who was the one assistant coach? Could ju- what walls? West Wall. Oh, West Wall. He could just buzz, right? So 
It's one of the funniest things I ever saw. I I come up, I walk down your guy's tunnel to your bench because Nitty was standing there, Nitamaki, was drinking some water. So I walked over and gave him a hug. And he's like, uh, was it Oatsy? Was it Adam Oates, one of your coaches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a few guys out on the ice, and uh, Nitty was a pretty funny guy. And I gave him a hug, and we're kind of chatting. I'm like, what's going on here? What are we doing? And uh, Oatsy was passing to someone. He goes, well, he goes, Oates thinks he's in the Boston Garden feeding Cam Neely. <laughs> and he goes, and Wes Walls tells us every day he's the best player on the team that's not even on the team. You know, and he was just buzzing around. He, You know, he retired because of his skates. Remember that? Oh, I didn't he, know that. He, no. They wouldn't make the skates he was wearing. And they said that was in his, like, presser retiring was one of the main reasons was they couldn't get his skates anymore or something like that. But I remember just dying laughing. Yeah. Oatsy thinks he's given Cam Neely one timers in the garden. <laughs> she's like, it's a shit show. But uh, yeah, you, uh, Steve down. I remember you, you and I talking about downs one time and you were, you were like complimenting him, like from the hash marks in, or, you know, the dots in like how good a hands this guy had. I don't know if he's ever, he's probably underrated that way. The mitts he had. Oh yeah, he, he was he was a player. I mean, um, him and Sam, I, I we all kind of lived right in the same neighborhood, so they, I thought they were my uh, little brothers. I kind of took him under my wing a little bit. And Downs, uh, you know, I, I, him and I played similar roles on the power play. We we're both in front. And actually, when uh, Gagne uh, came to Tampa, I gave him number twelve, and I wore six. And, oh, and, yeah. and Downs was nine, so we were in front of the net on the power play. We were always like 69, 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we'll get him with love. We'll get him with love. Yeah. And, uh, but he uh, he bared down. He you know had a great career. He had obviously some uh, you know head injuries there. He, he played uh, with his heart on that edge or over that edge a little bit. But uh, no, anybody uh, would take him on their team would come playoff time. Um, you know, he's a valuable asset and, and a great kid. So, um, yeah, Downs was great. And even Fridge, you know, you got to have that character in the room. And uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, fills all the boxes and he's there to stand up for his teammates. And uh, it was pretty amazing to know all those guys. And that's where I think the hockey community is so amazing because you always, you know, hate playing against some of these guys. But once they put that sweater on, it's like, all right, we're, we're, we're on this, this path together now. You're on our side. And it's like, let's ride. So I think that's uh, something pretty cool about, you know, the brotherhood and just accepting each other, um, you know, as we are and welcoming them on the team. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Downs and, um, you know, obviously a hell of a player. Mitts, I mean, like under underrated Mitts for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we talked a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe a little bit longer, but, uh, you know, Downs is doing really, really well. You know, he fell off the map there for four or five years where he was MIA concussion related issues and, and, uh, you know, some, some relationship issues and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I had him down in Jamaica with us in the, uh, I guess last February and one of these, uh, retreats we do down in Jamaica with, with uh, the psilocybin mushrooms. And, uh, you know, since then he's really turned his life around and he's got, you know, he talked about purpose. He's found his purpose. He's running these snowmobiling camps up in Northern Ontario and, and, uh, you know, same old downs, but, you know, he's, he's, he's lively and he's doing well. So it's nice to see uh, him turn his life around. And, uh, you know, Fridgy, the same thing. You know, Fridgy has yep. been sober 12 years and he's doing a lot of good work in the community uh, you know, with his addiction uh, clinic. And, you know, he's a big, big part of the alumni as well as the Warriors, too. So, you know, you hear all these like hardships with guys, you know, good hearted people that, you know, that go through their struggles. But 
I just wanted to mention that for people that haven't heard Downs' name in a long time, because, uh, you know, people, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind. People forget. And these are humans too, right? They're not just uh, pieces yeah. of meat that you go put out there to, to score goals or whatever and fight. So, yeah, that's yeah, great. I mean, he, uh, yeah, it was, it was actually very emotional because sometimes you feel like you have to isolate yourself, you know, if you're going through whatever. And that's where you were saying, hey, you, we're all going through this purpose. And what, what do I do now? Like, I don't know how to write a resume or do anything. And I know hockey. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. On your blinders drawn, and, you, you know, you got to start stepping back, look at the big p- picture. And I think that's what, uh, it's cool about like, joining the alumni and, you know, helping this cause. Glenn and those guys have done an amazing job the last five years of really establishing that alumni brand on its own. And now it's, uh, you know, like, trickling down into each, you know, city to kind of, okay, this year we get our, you know, ducks in a row here because I think we got a lot of special things coming for everybody. And ultimately it's to, to be connected even when you're done, you know, it doesn't mean you don't need to talk to anybody. You can kind of, see what guys have done before you or where they are now and pick what path you might want to go down or try, but you don't have to do it alone. I think that's, that's the biggest thing is knowing we're there for each other and we can lean on each other in those hard times. Cause you get out of the game, you're like, man, I was doing some stuff. You, it's just a whole different world that you go back to the world. You're like, Oh, you guys don't drink after like every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like big shocker. And we just sweat it out in the morning, and like, yeah, oh, over going on a bender. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I earned the bender. It's like just you're like what? So, but that's just uh, as you get older and a little wiser, you realize uh, what's more important in life and what that purpose is. And I think that's the exciting, exciting part. Um, you know, now to kind of uh, lean into that and looking back of, you know, all the, all the mistakes you made, they all have a they all rhyme and reason to them. So they all led you where you are here today. So, yeah, um, yeah I think it's exciting uh, what you guys are doing and what uh, everyone's doing um, around the league here to help help each other out. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, before moving on, just building off that, like, I think you see in the culture of hockey, it's actually somewhat reforming itself. You know, we went from like, you know, the, the, the old school ways of just everyone is required to go to the bar and drink, you know, and to like, you know, it's, you know, there's so much money and, and resources invested in strength, conditioning and recovery that, you know, guys are, you know, using cannabis based products for recovery. It's like, there's obviously still drinking, but there's a lot less of it um, as far as, you know, bearing your sorrows and your pain and suffering, you know, in, in the bottle and stuff like that. You're seeing, you know, these guys using different, uh, you know, plant-based therapies. Even when I was coaching the Phantoms, we had guys in the back of the bus, you know, infusing their peanut butter, coconut oil with cannabis. And, you know, again, instead of crushing 12 beers on the bus after games, they're, you know, they're actually, you know, putting some sort of mindfulness into their recovery. So naturally that equates to better mental health over time, you know, but you're seeing this, you know, on the backside of it, when guys retire, that there's so much more out there for guys um, as far as resources and, and, and different tools that guys can lean on that, uh, that, that isn't alcohol. Um, so yeah. things are changing. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, yeah, I used to, from the inside, it was always the way I think before. Just <laughs> right. Uh, throw back all the beers but then yeah it just kind of compounds the problem i mean i think we all are feeling it now i mean i'm in the 40s like you don't get up and move the body and get the mind right it's uh the day can kind of be wishy-washy so um yeah it's important it's great to see guys just uh doing their own research as well of what works and doesn't work and what's beneficial for everybody everyone's different and um yeah i think it's it's great and i mean I know on the mental side of things, you got Carey Price, I think, really kind of leading the charge. Yeah. That department. You're right. He's, I mean, I can't imagine the pressure he's feeling for in Montreal. <laughs> back okay. Right. And I think that uh, just speaks volumes at where we're at today and everyone kind of respecting him and his family and their uh, their space. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I, I do admire him and what he's doing to kind of lead that charge uh, for that younger generation. And, I think as, as we get older too, it's like, okay, what, what are we doing to help these younger guys coming up? You no. Know, so they don't have to go through what we went through and make sure they're protected from, you know, I, I remember when Ambien first came out, they're just, you know, hand them to you off the bus. Oh my God. I know. Oh, I remember waking up, it was like me, Lau Odeline, Ryan Bendebush, and uh, maybe Eric Carnes. We all just woke up in the hotel room. like, what the hell just we all have our suits on we don't even know what we are is like whoa so i think um all that's come you know a long way of them monitoring that stuff and i think uh the guys know how um a slippery slope some of that stuff is especially the pain stuff um and what what it can do so it, it is great i think it's it's great for the game and it's great for the guys so it and um you know what else what else can you do besides kind of share that information to make them make their own choices yeah exactly yeah. yeah it needs to be reformed from the inside right it's, it's yeah it starts with the players and yeah being more mindful and doing their own research so it's it, now it's extending out to these outside networks like you said the, the alumni um the, the older generation guys that you know maybe weren't introduced to these types of uh, treatment protocols and then you know the, again the the flyers warriors or the warriors guys right that were you know generally um using traditional you know therapies and mainly doing the same things we were doing back in the day but it's 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 changing the world is changing right it's not just the hockey culture it's just kind of you know the microcosm of the macro so it is nice to see no doubt sorry for the quick break just a quick shout out to our sponsor dli commercial a premier commercial construction and building maintenance company offering support at every phase 
Thank you for your support. Check them out at DLI Commercial for all your construction needs. Back to the show. You're just getting back to uh, you know your, your playing days. I know we got off on a little tangent there, but um, you've you've been able to play under a few different uh, coaches. Uh, Barry Melrose in Tampa. You know Rick Talk, who just landed up getting the head head coaching job there in uh, in Vancouver. John Cooper, who's you know you know coined as you know probably one of the most progressive and successful current coaches. Uh, maybe starting with Barry Melrose. I know you had a probably short stint with him and then getting into Talkit there and then Coops. But uh, talk about uh, some leadership from these guys in, back in the day when you were playing with these guys. Yeah, I think uh, Barry was there, yeah, short time. I think it was that Tampa situation was just uh, weird at first because the owners, you know, hired the coach before a general manager and it was kind of old school at first. Even I remember just that first year in Tampa – Actually, I remember calling Mario like, hey, is there a way I can donate money back to the rink or something? <laughs> Come on. Because <laughs> you went from like, uh, you know, Stanley, like, like the details and all these, you know, fine things that got you the same, like a final to uh, Barry style is very old school, kind of, I mean, they're going to say shinny hockey, like, okay, we're going to play the left wing lock and we're going to play man on man D. And it was like, go play. Thank, thank God we had Mike Smith back in that. I think he saw 50, 60 shots. Or, <laughs> <laughs> right. Games that were like, Barry, we need to like, you know, get, get the film and stuff. So Marty and Vinny kind of helped guide the ship there. And um, But Barry just wanted that old school. Like even in camp, he wanted to see guys, you know, fighting for those spots <laughs> and really put the heart on the line. And Man, I just, yeah, it was uh, – just different mentality, especially I was coming out of the Stanley Cup final where my body still felt hurt. So I was like, I don't want to touch anybody in preseason. We need more out of you. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that lasted uh, only 16 games. Um, and that's where, I mean, that's where, I don't know if it's coming from management or whatever, but that's when they, they were kind of even trying to healthy scratch Stamco so he could like work out instead of like playing the game. I remember that. Yeah. What yeah. crazy yeah. thought. It was a little confusing, you know, because <laughs> I think he almost – did he have 30 goals his first year? Yeah, I think he did his first <laughs> yeah. year, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't first. strong enough, though. It wasn't strong enough to put him in the jail. He was playing with me and uh, Evgeny Artutin, which is an animal. Oh, wow. I, remember, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's like a freak, like clean hits. Just I just remember breaking guys' collarbones. He was just an animal. <laughs> and uh, – yeah, we just got to give Stammer the puck and let him do his thing. But I just still remember the coaches kind of like – they weren't toying with him. Obviously, they are trying to do what was best for him. But um, to see how that started and where it is now, it's it great to see where he is. Yeah. Uh, and then Talkit. Right. Yeah, Talkit was – he was great. He was – I mean, you got to respect someone that has – I think he has 1,000 points, 1,000 pims. I mean, he was old school in Pittsburgh there, winning the Cups, coming back with a broken jaw and playing in the games like that, all that is just is like, you have nothing but mad respect for someone that'll lay it on the line like that. And as a coach, um, he, I think he understands, you know, to push those buttons. And he, I think he walks in the room, everyone should automatically respect him for the, the character he brings um, and the, the type of player he is. So um, just kind of having that uh, trust for the, the players. And I think if the players know you're willing to go to bat for him and, um, you know, stand in front of the media and take the hits, whatever it may be. Um, they know that you care. You know, it should be a good response from the players. So, yeah, I think Talk will do a, hopefully a good job there in Vancouver, kind of turn that ship around. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. What about Coop, what about Coop? Uh, Coop and I did not get off to a hot start. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think oh, they're bringing you know, they had all those guys in the American League that won. That's he, right. The best part about CDY, he was honest with our kind of core group there. Um, even when we traded downs, he, he brought uh, a few of us in and said, hey, you know, we're going to move downs. Obviously, we're all upset and everything, but uh, I really respected him for doing that and bringing, you know, bringing the group in and letting us know, like, hey, I have to do this. And this is the worst part about my job. But at the end of the day, it is a business and um, that is what it is. But I respect to Stevie Y for that. Coop and I, um, I don't know. He just always kind of, I felt he had it out for me, even at training camp. Sometimes it was like, the, it was one day, was like, okay, yo, there was whatever time team workout was. I wasn't in there because I actually worked out earlier in the morning and did my thing. I didn't think I had to be in there, like when the whole team had to be in there because it's like chaos when there's, you know, a bunch of guys in there. Yeah. Anyway, that kind of just led to like some other little things and then in training camp he's like are you going to be able to keep up i'm like with marty and stammer i go no i'm not going to keep up that's not my job <laughs> i'm like, the move. Or, like i gotta go someone's gotta go get the puck for these guys but uh so i think right away he just kind of already knew that i was you know trying to be replaceable and i remember just being on the fourth line and in and out of the lineup and then uh, i fought um kevin west garth and calgary because he kind of ran uh, a bishop or goalie and then i uh next night i fought uh, my buddy mike stewart after he ran somebody and then he sat me on the i was like in the first period then he sat me on the bench the whole the rest of the game the third period there's gonna be another like end of the game fight they kind of brought their guys out he like tapped me on the pads to go out and i was just kind of like f you you know yeah and, that's exactly what I said. And then um, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> then and after that game, I just called Stevie Y. I was like, honestly, like tomorrow practice, I'm gonna punch John Cooper in the face. He's like, Oh no, no, Bugs, you to be suspended if you still if you can't fight in practice or something. I was like, I was just trying to act a little crazy, so hopefully you trade me. Um, but yeah, I never saw eye to eye to eye. That was Looking back, that I think that was just that ego and pride of an older guy, you know, and the new guys coming in trying to change the culture, which, like, I give him mad respect. I've, I've shook his hand, uh, you know, in a few years ago, and I have nothing but respect for him. But at the time, yeah, looking back, it was like, uh, you know, I just didn't feel that respect, you know, as an old guy. Because before, you had to earn ice time. When I came into the league, you had to, like, wait for the veterans to get off the bus before you got off the bus. You don't eat until the veterans eat, right? I mean, that's just a, a, right. a, to me, still this day, I still think there should be that respect. But I know coaches now are, you know, have to cater to uh, the younger generation because uh, a little more than they used to, just because I guess they want to hurt feelings or whatnot. But uh, yeah, looking back, uh, yeah, Coop and I didn't see eye to eye there when, I, when my time was there. So yeah, I threatened to punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, but you, yeah. Might won, of, you might have won that one. Yeah, right. Yeah, you might well, have won I was just like, you know, this guy's never even played hockey before. He was, like, <laughs> like, you know, God bless him. But I'm like, he's never been in a fight. So he's, and he's like, why are you fighting? I'm like, why am I fighting? He just like, he didn't even didn't he, see. He didn't understand he that? Wow. Yeah. So that's where I was just kind of a different, uh, different uh, perspectives at that point. 
Yeah, and you mentioned like you're an older guy, and he was an up and coming coach, and uh, you know you come from that Norfolk team, which I think they rattled off like 27 wins in a row and won the Calder Cup the year before, and I think like 20 of the 23 man roster (laughs) landed up playing for the team. Yeah, he's probably in a unique situation, and uh, yeah, maybe just not maybe good at dealing with veteran players, right? I mean, it's kind of like something you have to to learn how to you know manage, right? Especially guys that are established NHLers. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you got to figure it out a little bit. But, I, I mean, you knew they had a great team, like you just mentioned, in the American League there. I know that Alex Kilhorn, I was joking around, he came and took my spot. And uh, <laughs> I'm a wicked smart. So, but, uh, yeah, it was just part of the business. You know, you get older and the body hurts. Then it's like, I'm not fighting for this guy and this. I took the ego and the pride to, to myself instead of looking at it more as a team uh, standpoint where I still could have been. Uh, a little more positive, maybe in the, that area. Looking back, yeah, but that happens. It's it tough. Yeah, it's a tough it's, thing, though. It is tough. I've seen this, you know, with guys I played with and coached. You know, again, it's it's a pride thing, right? You know, the ego is like you're in these situations where these teams are trying to play the younger guys, right? They're trying to justify their picks and start grooming these guys there's you know obviously the politics uh involved in it and it's hard to see it at the time right it's you know one wants to get squeezed out and no one wants to be sitting yeah. and not uh, not playing as much as they think they deserve to so it's, it is challenging it's hard it's hard to maintain that positive mental attitude when you're when you're not fully understanding the whole picture of where where he's coming from yeah and, and you know talking about uh that respect factor for for veterans and stuff like that where what do you think of the game now, like these days? Like, uh, like the, obviously the way it's played, it's a bit different now. But uh, what, what do you, what are your, uh, how do you look at the game these days? I mean, it's oof. You got, obviously the skill is just through the roof, um, you know, and that's where I think sometimes everyone gets so caught up in the analytics. It's like, well, you still got to be able to think the game, and that's where I think that a lot of the coach think they can teach some of that, and I know that's harder said than done. Uh, to some guys, but um, I think the game's in a, a good spot. You just you just got to be careful when guys are flying around that fast, right? You have these star players that everyone wants to watch doing these amazing things. They they need to be protected. I know that's harder and harder for guys uh, to just you know you got just some guys that are, can easily make a name for themselves if they're taking runs at these stars players without any repercussions you know and that's where yeah. i think yeah. slip, slippery slope of uh, the players will obviously i think always fight for fighting just to, to have so they can police themselves so they know a fine isn't going to do much to a guy that's yeah. trying to make it on the team you know i mean i, I think that uh, is, is the big thing yeah we, we've talked about that quite a bit because you can like you said it if you have, I know it's not the same game as it used to be. Like, obviously it's not, it's the game's doing very well, but if you're going to have like rats running around doing stupid, sh- you know, stupid shit and they never have to, Oh, you got a $500 fine last night. Like if you're on the bench, you're on the bench, somewhat, you know, whatever, you're probably a little less likely to be doing that. Right. Like if you know, you may have to answer to something, but that's, that's why I was asking you just sometimes yeah. you watch the games and some teams, I know, like I, if correct me if I'm wrong, I, Sid really likes having a, a tough, you know, a tougher guy on his team. I, I, he's told me that before. Um, I feel like you just have to have something, 
just just in case, right? Like, I don't know. I'm going to say a little bit deterrent. I'm pretty sure that is a big deterrent when someone's going to yeah. come just and start punching you in the face. I mean, right. that's the beauty of our game is where it's still that manly aspect of, okay, you show disrespect, I'll teach you some respect. You know, that's the, right. that's the way it, it should go. And um, I think that's what makes hockey special. You know, I think that's still an avenue that should be embraced. Look how unique we are compared to these other sports. And that's why I think the brotherhood so even more tight with the hockey guys. You know, we start, you know, meet the baseball guys or the pitchers are traveling to this hotel. The other, so they're kind of spread out. True, Football, yeah. you have 50-some guys. Um, basketball is, you know, a little tighter, but, you know, in hockey, when you're, you know, a teammate's willing to throw down for you and even take a licking because he knows yeah. he's all get beat up. That's like, that's, 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 that's laying it on the line for each other. That's why I think it's the hockey is that, uh, like I'm trying to say the Navy SEALs of all sports. You got, uh, you know, a little bit of everything in hockey and then you got the, the bare knuckle fighting that you, you can't find anywhere. I don't even think it's legal to even do that anymore anywhere else. Right. So, yeah, uh, true. you know, that, uh, that could be almost embraced a little more if everybody, you know, want, wanted that route. I understand it's not going to be the old just stand there and fight hockey, but you see some of these young guys that are taking fighting classes and then grab some poor guy that doesn't know what he's doing. That, that's dangerous to me. You know, right. if could learn some basic principles just to protect themselves, but. You know, I think yeah, everyone's I, the fights. Everyone, everyone gets that. The fans I know stand up for every time and get everyone going. So hopefully that's not going anywhere anywhere soon. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about this quite a bit, and you, you, we you know talk about the power of accountability. It, it is a real thing, right? Like you said, like, that's a small thing. It's a pretty big thing. Knowing, I mean, you know, George the Rock's on the bench, and I know we're, we're not going to go back to, you know, the super heavyweights. Probably, I you know Ryan Reeves is, you know arguably the toughest guy in the NHL but like you know he can skate pretty damn good in a straight line and he's effective out there but um having that guy on the other side is just like it keeps everybody honest right it just when when stuff gets a little bit out of hand you kind of you kind of know that you're not going to be able to get away with it and uh, I, I think the culture has become so soft um not just hockey culture but uh, just in general right it's just always easy to just look at this in, from the lens of like safety of our players, right? Yeah. Well, everybody knows getting punched in the head's probably not great for a brain, but, um, but, but, but signing up for it and like owning it is, is certainly different than, you know, getting cheap shotted where a guy's, you know, getting his head knocked off because of a, a lack of respect. Right. So there, it's more of a respectful combat and yes, there, you know, we playing a contact sport and it's physical. There's always, you know, an, an element of potentially getting injured. Um, but to me, it's just like, it's gotten so loose now where I, I believe the injury level is, you know, is much higher than it was concussion, not a concussions. Obviously the diagnosis is much higher, but, um, that, that, that element of accountability is, 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 is a powerful thing. And like you said, I, I just, I can't see it ever fully disappearing, but I just feel like it's gone a little bit too far the other way where I love the skill. Love the speed, yeah. But I mean, I just see a lot of disrespect in the game, which is uh, I don't know from from my perspective. Maybe it's probably biased because I was a total meathead. But uh, you know, I, I just like to see some 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 bit of more of a hybrid model as we move forward. But uh, Bugsy, this guy is a skilled machine in our men's league. <laughs> yeah. Four four G's in the champs championship game back to back. Not a big deal, as Biz would say. 
Um, just skilling it up. Well, I don't got to worry about fighting mutants. He's also a buck 80 now. So buck 85. He he's was a buck 85. He gets mad if I don't give him the same way to do. <laughs> I'm no, not I'm supposed not... to weigh that much, though. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. I'm saying even when those guys are on your team, that like guys in Minnesota, are, they're all two inches taller now. Right, those guys are right. or maybe getting a little more involved because they know they got someone that's got their back. You know, that's it goes true. around for the team. I, when I was there, thank gosh George was there because I would just kind of he had the big heavy guys. I kind of try to stay out of that area and take the middle. <laughs> and and uh, I definitely appreciated him on the bench. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. So it. Uh, yeah, I mean that you, you want to see it, and that's where. I mean, the NHL did the studies that, I mean, the concussions are coming from the hits. I mean, those are like car the accidents. We're going 20 yeah. miles per hour. Yeah, it's the hit. Yeah, it's actually yeah. hurting guys more than the fighting. So I wonder if you went back to those old school, you know, smaller shoulder pads, right? And guys, Paper down, would, it, would they go flying into guys as much when they're less protected? It hurts them as well. Right. You know, it, uh, is, is it, you know, never know what might happen, but. Yeah, I mean, when you go to a game and it's a live game and you don't hear the glass rattling or I remember before Billy G took over in Minnesota there, it was kind of that you're, you're like, man, we, we're, we're, we're in Minnesota. There's no, no one's fin- finishing checks. It's like if just one person's finishing checks, he, he, he would stand out to me. He's yeah. like, <laughs> right. you know, bring that energy, brings energy to the fans too. Even if you right. miss the guy, glass rattles, like everyone's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Whoa. Like you're still going 20 miles per hour into the glass. Yeah, but, uh, that's well, true. I was going like 15 miles per hour, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, yeah. It's uh, it brings all that energy, as, as you're saying. Lives that's what makes hockey those live games uh, so impressive. When people don't realize how fast guys are going on the ice and the pucks moving so fast. And then you throw in the checking. It's uh, it's really exciting, I think, for people, especially for just future generations with, you know, everyone's shorter attention span. They want to see action. They want to keep things moving. I think it, uh, the game I think is going uh, in a good direction, which is nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bugsy, I just going to jump back real quick. Uh, when I first really met you was in 2006, uh, Riga, Latvia for the world championships. I got a quick, someone, one of the, I saw I'm working with a junior team real quick, uh, the North American hockey league here, Philadelphia rebels. And it's, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Locker rooms, exactly the same. The kids are just 17 to 19 and 20, but it's the same. It's, it's awesome. It's funny to, I tell Roz all the time, like the shit they're saying is the shit they were saying, you know, when I was still with the flyers, it makes me laugh because they're younger. I'm like, uh, we're, Everyone's screwed up really young, you know, yeah. as far as the hockey, you know, in a good way. I mean that in a good way, obviously. But they were asking me about, uh, like, where where have I been? Where I was where was I lucky enough to travel to? And I said, you know, the one year we went to Slovenia and then uh, on to Riga for a couple of weeks. But I had to ask you real quick. In Slovenia, I had the smallest room I've ever been in in my <laughs> life. And the bed was even small. And I'm a midget. You know, I'm like 5'7", maybe. I say I'm 5'8 and a half, but oh, yeah. I'm not. Um, but anyway, <laughs> how did you sleep on that bed in Slovenia? Do you even remember? Like, do you even remember going there? Uh, I just remember anywhere in Europe, all those beds are just those small <laughs> pots. And I usually had a few pops to make sure I slept pretty good, I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just 
it stuck out in my head when I was talking to the kids. I was like, none of you guys would have fit in the bed. Like it was fine for me because I'm so small. But um, but I did want to bring up 2010, the Olympics. Um, I, I've said before, uh, it's probably the best two weeks of my life. Like as far with hockey, um, that was one of the greatest times I think ever that I had in hockey, and we were just so close. And uh, you know, you were there, so it's gonna get your take on it. Yeah, I mean that was uh. Not- not even a dream come true. I never even dreamt I would ever be able to pull a USA sweater on. And it just, uh, man, I just, yeah, it just uh, means the world, you know, I think to represent your country and I think knowing Herbie and what an impact he kind of had on me and my uh, uh, growing up and just kind of training to help transition me into the pros of, you always come there and sing cloud and, okay, I'm already working out, you know, Saturday is this. He's like, well, what, what else can you do? He'd always push you to that next level. And I think, um, man, I really thought we were going to do it. <laughs> I really thought we were going to make that whole Canada just cry on their home turf was, that was the Gosh. goal. Obviously. And, um, yeah, I mean, to me, that was the best, uh, that was the best, uh, just time for my family to be there. Um, we all had a blast and it was, you know, Canada's Canada. I just remember my parents walk on the street and everyone just heckling and just giving it <laughs> all the time. My, my dad played uh, in the, you know, in the NHL, and then his brother actually got drafted first round. Jim Malone to the to the Rangers, and he was more just a straight tough guy. Um, and he was like getting close to start just grabbing guys and start just sidewalks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone had a great time, and I think um, you know that team. Looking back, you know it's amazing to see you got Pavs still playing and. Yeah, um, Kane doing his thing, and I just remember seeing Kaner up close in practice. Man, like he looked like just like a video game. This is with a stick handle and taking that wrist shot. It was it was really cool to kind of see him be able to play with those guys and uh, you know learn from it. But ultimately, um, just be in that environment, and uh, you know we beat Canada in the, the round robin, which actually I thought we played kind of worse. And in that game, I actually thought we played better and just didn't get uh, some of those bounces, but course it had to be you know sid and of course (laughs) like all right you know (laughs) so it uh, i didn't feel too bad uh letting him score the game winner i guess but yeah it was uh an amazing opportunity and very privileged and honored to pull on that red white and blue i i i've said before like in that final game you know like you said we went through the tournament undefeated and uh even when we were down i remember you guys just saying on the bench like we're going to score boys. Keep going, keep going. You know, I mean, what else are you going to say? Oh, it's over. We're not going to yeah, win. Really. <laughs> but like, you know, it was just so positive and we were just getting chances. And then we scored that goal. I, I literally blacked out. I got so excited. Like I actually lost a couple seconds there. I may have done that also during the week in Vancouver, a couple nights um, where <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot, but uh, no, that was one of the most exciting things I'd ever been a part of. And uh, I, since you were there, I had to bring it up. Yeah, no, that's cool. I think, uh, yeah, it's crazy uh, to think that's all the closest we've been since 1980. It's kind of sad, actually, but <laughs> uh, hopefully USA can uh, do it here in the near future. they got a bunch of great young players, so it'll be exciting to see. Yeah, they do. And, you know, it's funny, too. You remember our locker room they built for us there in, in, in the inside of the arena? Uh, we had our own, like, USA. I mean, we had, like, pictures, painting. Of, the lockers were blue. It was, like, totally for us. I went back with the Flyers about two weeks later to play, and uh, 
Red, one of the guys that works with um, <clears throat> Vancouver, he goes, hey, come down. I want to show you your locker room. And I was like, oh, cool, man. You know, he opens it up. It was back to a closet. That was a closet there. And everything was down. I'm like, oh, how could you take all that down? He goes, what are we going to do with it? It's like, it's USA, man. He's like, you know, the, the t- they took everything out. But uh, it was crazy. That was an actual big storage area. Because had, we had showers and everything they built in there in the back of that room. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think they uh, – you always did a good job of, you know, tidying it up, making it look professional for us. I just remember we just let Millsy put on whatever music he wanted. You know, he's a starting yeah. boy. What do you want to listen to? All right, whatever you got. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of him, he just had his jersey retired in uh, Buffalo a couple days ago. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. You know, he uh, – he has a big reason we we're in, in those games, and it's great to see him get acknowledged there in Buffalo and just everything he's done for uh, the U.S. Uh, in his career. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Bugsy, before we let you go, just uh, you know, towards the end of your career, you, your last you know, NHL season uh, was it with the Rangers, you know, up and down with the Wolfpack there. Um, and then there was a two-year two year gap there, and I believe you got a PTO with, with uh, Minnesota. What was the what was the whole uh, thinking behind that making a comeback and yeah it was just uh, that was the year of the Olympics I was talking to JJ and that's you know they weren't going to take any NHL guys and I'm like oh, shit. Right. yeah he's like I'm like shit JJ I'm feeling pretty good these days like maybe I <laughs> come back maybe I'll go to just Iowa because I was in Minnesota at the time and just you know play some games you can see me play actually I called uh, Chuck Fletcher because from my time in Pittsburgh. He was assistant GM with Ray Shiro. There he was the GM of the Wild at the time. I was just like, hey, you mind if I go um, to Iowa for training camp and maybe whatever happens, you know? And he's like, oh, why don't you come to the big camp? I'm like, it was like literally like five weeks away. I was like, no, I no, I'm not really ready. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's like, oh, no, come on in, come on in. And I, and I just remember they had like the skating test uh, – and just I remember the trainer going, oh, don't worry. Like, you don't have to pass it, you know. Like, you don't have enough time. I was like, oh. So, like, in my head, I'm like, all right, that motivated me those the next few weeks to really get after it. Um, I, I got – I ended up passing the skating test. I got a few seconds. I think jumped the gun a little bit, a few seconds. And <laughs> I made the last uh, bag. But uh, I came back. And honestly, I, I think I had my best training camp of all my training camps probably because I was, like, sober – and like so focused on just the goal at hand, my body felt great. I was doing that ARP machine and, um, you know, trying to take care of myself and um, ended up not, uh, you know, not making a while. But initially when I was there, I'm like, shit, I think I, I can make the team. I was, it felt good. And they kind of needed a kind of like a fourth line PK guy. And then Bruce brought in his boy, uh, Winnick, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. So I went down to Iowa, played a few games. Um, just kind of get on the ice. And then I went over to, uh, to Germany for a USA camp and, um, they ended up picking, uh, obviously guys out of college, I think was a good choice. Uh, he's with the wild now Greenway and, um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And Caulfield, I think those younger guys that were coming up there picking for the Olympics instead. So, which was obviously, I think a, a better play, but yeah, I was like <laughs> my boys. And as we're saying, I'm, I'm retired, like searching, you know, for my purpose and my boys are around me at the time, at least they got to see me really uh, train and get after it. And, um, but I was like, boys, listen, at least I know now, especially talking about it now, I was like, I gave it all I had. 
I wasn't just going to yeah. let the opportunity go by. I had to right. try. Sometimes you may not reach it, but I, I know I feel good about it because that's all I got. You know, <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's all, all you can do. So I thought that was just good for them to kind of see me really, um, you know, try to per, pursue that that goal and and get after it. So. Um, that was a lot of fun, just even on the buses in Iowa. Uh, it's just great. It's a good, good group of guys. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly was down there, uh, you know, a veteran. Uh, it was uh, it was great. Is it Ryan O'Reilly? His brother, right? Yeah, it's his brother. He actually plays in Scranton. Oh, that's right. He, yeah, yeah he's a, I think he's a captain there uh, with yeah, the, with the great, family. Great yeah, he was, he was awesome. So um a lot of fun and then man i remember being in iowa and getting like two fights my first game i'm like oh i didn't like i didn't want to really (laughs) but it felt really good it was like a lot of frustrating few years before that so it did feel feel good uh getting a few licks in but uh, it was just great being back with the guys as we said on the bus and 18 there um a lot of fun and um yeah i mean the the iowa group there that the minnesota the the owner really treats them well and he definitely wants that development and you can see it coming through the program now with like billy g bringing that kind of east coast grit a little bit i know they got matt Hendricks yeah. and he was a guy that was you know gritty st cloud guy some sandpaper so mm-hmm. i mean at the end of the day that's that's what it's going to take to win you know so you got yeah. you see Sid and gino willing to fight maybe if they really have to like how how bad do you want it you know you're not going to be able to do right. probably a michigan you know, overtime or in the Stanley Cup final or something, you know, it's going to come down to those dirty plays um, when everyone's giving it, uh, giving it their all. So um, I think uh, hopefully Minnesota can, you know, get one for that, that state. They're definitely a, a hockey hotbed up there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the truth. Well, props yeah. to you for, uh, you know, making the honest effort, right? Yeah. I think most guys would have just played it safe and said, I can't do this or what's the point. But, you know, like- he, he, he tried to come back last year. Bugs, he was gonna play in the federal league. They oh, yeah, they asked him, but like he was playing. They even guaranteed him power play and everything. <laughs> I yeah. said, you, you gotta go. You gotta get one tilly. He goes, no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> hey, dude, he, he came back to try and play. I know. I, mean, I was. I signed a one gamer for the. He federal signed a league, one dude. gamer. A little different animal. Yeah, a little, yeah. little different. Little different. I, I still can't give. I played uh, last year in that three ice league. Even played a few games, and that was fun. Just and even for my girls now to see me play and. Yeah. My boys travel on the road there to Hershey and play in kind of some historic hockey towns, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think the game, you know, it's just in your heart, it's your happy place. And if you're, you're feeling healthy enough to get out there and give it a shot, why not? So, are they know. doing that next year? Are they doing that? Yeah. They have one more year. I think they had a two year deal with, with all the TV contracts and stuff. So, I don't think I'm going to do it, but uh, I might have a few. There might be a, a surprise guy that you guys might know joining sounds like so oh boy uh-oh uh-oh can't wait to yeah, see yeah. that i look into that <laughs> uh, oh man yeah, so, right uh, on yeah well exactly. brother we, we we appreciate your time man i miss you man i feel like i haven't seen you forever but uh like i said before i meant it one of my favorite guys I ever met in hockey dude just always smiling just happy dude made me laugh we won't talk about any of the stuff we probably talked about but um <laughs> I, I do miss you man i'm glad you're doing really well and uh it's it's awesome what you are doing there um with the alumni and the warriors yeah thanks yeah i think uh yeah i miss miss you too buddy and um yeah, i think ultimately is right i always kind of said you love the game the game will love you back and um looking back you're 
you just realize uh, just how lucky lucky we all are to, to have, just play a game um, and get some money doing it. And then, uh, you know, hopefully what we can do off the ice is really our true impact uh, in our communities, which I think is, is pretty special. And I think we got a lot of uh, positive uh, stuff coming for all the boys. So I'm excited uh, just to be a, be a small part of it. Yeah. It's awesome. Well said. Appreciate you, Bugsy. Thanks for coming Appreciate on. Look forward to reconnecting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure we'll talk, talk talk some more here down the road. Absolutely, all right, brother. All right, man. Thanks Take again, care. man. All right, love you guys. See you. Right, love you too, you, brother. Man. Later. All right. A big thank you to our boy Bugsy Ryan Malone. What an awesome dude. Great guy. So funny, man. Yeah, you've known him for quite yep, some time, yep, man. Yeah, we met uh, years ago, World Championships, first time, and then uh, like we talked about the Olympics, so. Great man, great yeah. man, funny guy, just the nicest dude. You yeah, can meet. positive dude. Nice yep. to see him, uh, you know, turning his life around yep. and uh, and uh, you know, again, trying to be a beacon of, of hope, working with the Warriors and all that good stuff. So yep. appreciate uh, him for hopping on. Hundred percent. Uh, you know what time it is. Now. Oh, I know what time it is. It's time for the clear questions. Brought to you by Clear Rum and uh, Baller. What do you got? Oh yeah. Braden Russo wants to know what you guys think of Arizona's new alternate jerseys. I I don't mind them. Yeah. I think they look pretty cool. I would almost, maybe it's too much like their other jerseys. I don't know about the yellowish color. I don't think I'd rather have it white. Yeah. That's just me, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're pretty cool looking. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I didn't mind them. I definitely I definitely didn't dislike them. Right. Yeah. No, but uh, I, I agree with that. Maybe a little white there, but I think uh, I think they're pretty good looking. They still look though. cool. Yeah, they still look really sure. cool. That's my opinion. Yep. David Amadi on Twitter wants to know from Riley, if you were playing in today's NHL, is there anyone you would think about fighting or can anybody get it? <laughs> would I think about fighting? Uh, absolutely. There's definitely a few guys that are still floating around that are, that are gamer. That would be, I say in the, in the same weight class as the guys that I was fighting, you know, Ryan Reeves and, and McDermott, um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I guess you could throw Tom Wilson in there, even though he's formerly a first round first yeah. round pick. You know, he's a he's a pretty good hockey player. Um, but there's certainly a few guys, yeah, definitely uh, that are, are legit tough, but but not many. You know, and you know a guy like Nick Delorier and, and and McEwen certainly probably would run into these guys as yeah. well. I mean, there's no question. I mean, so um, but there's just not many of them. So you know, going back to when I played, even way before I played, you know, guys. You know, teams had three, four guys, you know, that you'd have to go through. Um, obviously, now teams barely have one. If they do have one, that's yes, pretty do, much yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, the game's changed a ton. You're never going to see, you know, a, a true, you know, one-dimensional enforcer ever again, in my opinion. Um, but nonetheless, if I was playing, uh, I'd be playing at a buck 85. So yeah, you would be. I'd be way underweight yeah. and way undersized. but light uh, heavyweight. A light heavyweight, yeah. If that, I'd be probably more like a welterweight, but uh, um, but certainly, uh, I'd be going after these guys, probably get my face pounded in even more. But, um, definitely would be, uh, would, would be on would be on the aggressive, yeah. You definitely would, yeah. <laughs> so, be on the aggressive, not get on, your face pounded. Yeah, well, thank Last you. Last one we got is from the fake Steve Coates. Oh, oh, fake Steve Coates. We know two Steve Coates that are real and not fake. Yeah. Well, he claims he's the real. He's he's oh, the, he's oh. the OG. Okay, I call okay. him the fake one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he wants to know from Riley, who would win in an on-ice fight, 
you with your dominant hand behind your back or Sidney Crosby full strength but with smelling salts? Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Um, well, I'd like to say myself, but, I mean, Crosby is pretty strong on his skates. Cool. Pretty got the wide base and, the you know, the, the bow-legged uh, stance and... He's hard to knock over yeah, to begin with. You know, most people obviously don't think of him as as much of a fighter because he's scoring 100 points a Why year. Why would he? Um, but without the left hand, I don't know, man. He might. Uh, so you basically be fighting one handed. Is the question? <laughs> I mean, I I might have a chance. <laughs> Just to at least get a couple in, I'd probably get I'd probably get knocked out. We all yeah. know the record. I, I we don't need to bring the record up, but I think he's taking a shot at Sid and his I think he toughness is t- or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta give this guy credit. You know, obviously he's not Dude. fighting, but this guy's a competitor. He you know, is. he he goes to the greasy areas, he gets he, he does get his he does get his nose dirty. Obviously he's the last he's guy the, you want. Yeah, why you know, why like, you know, so when people talk about toughness, they always wanna, you know, go right to the fighting, but there's plenty of guys we've known, uh, played with, played against that are like tough players. They're yeah. they're, they're not great fighters, right? But they, you know, they they get into the hard areas. They're tough to play against. They're comp- they're they're competitors. They compete hard every night, and then Crosby's definitely one of them. 100%. You know, talk about an athlete. Yes. You know, strong on his skates, just strong in general, core. Um, those are all you know fundamental elements of fighting. Yeah. You know, foundational elements. So. With my without my left hand, I'm not sure I'd be doing a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Cro- Crosby might on. beat my ass. You just ass. gotta try to jab. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't grab him. <laughs> just if you keep, just probably just keep him away. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it might be a little bit unorthodox. But uh, I gotta give Crosby all, all the credit in the world for the hell of a player that he is. Yeah. But how strong he is, like guys, fan most fans don't give him the credit he deserves. You know, right. um, strong, real strong, real strong. Um, so in a fight, you know. Maybe just land a lucky job or two. Who knows? But uh, he'd probably wipe wipe his ass with me with one, without my left hand. <laughs> Not your left hand. Good that's question. A wrap. Yes, oh. yes. Fake Steve Coates. Fake Steve Coates. That's a wrap, Nast. Yep. One hundred two. One hundred two. Episode one hundred three coming up later this week. Dropping yes. two this week because of our fumble last week. We apologize once again. Episode one hundred three, but coming up Friday. With Dave Poulin. Yes. So be sure to check us out then. And if you haven't already, we appreciate all the new subscribers, all the all the support. Yes. Subscribe. Continue to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. And uh, until Friday, stay safe, knuckleheads. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 